The presenting sponsor for Don't Forget the Popcorn and the Michigan Podcasting Network is Jake's Corner Lounge, located in beautiful downtown Bay City on the corner of 3rd and Saginaw. Jake's has you covered for all of your entertainment needs all week long. You can start out your week on a great note on Sunday night, karaoke night, Wes. Always a lot of fun to go and sing some songs at service industry night. You're going to get your deals on well drinks uh, and other drink specials as well. Uh, our favorite, we, we've we won a couple times Wednesday night. What night is it? Trivia night, Dave. Can't go wrong there. I'm showing uh, dollar PBRs, bush lights, $3 well drinks. Uh, did I miss anything there? Uh, no, you didn't. I ain't kidding you. Because <laughs> uh, you're hanging out with Randy Howell and, and having a great time. And as we announced last week in this ad portion, it is, for the first time, Thursday night. That is the night that you get your MPN special, the Michigan Podcasting Network special. You just tell them that your friends Dave and Wes sent you. All right? Michigan Podcasting Network sends you to Jake's. You're going to get 50% off all your drafts. I mean, we're not talking just, uh, you get your Miller Lite and Bud Light, which those are fine. Yeah. We're talking M43. We're talking shorts, Barney Blood. We're talking Oberon. Ooh. We're talking Stella Artois, uh, if you'd like to. <laughs> Dankalicious is making the cut. Summer Shandy. I mean, go down the list. That's one of the things I love about Jake's. They have a great selection. It's not just your run-of-the-mill domestics. You're getting a little bit of everything from Great atmosphere there, too, Dave. You got the Third Street light bridge on oh. there, the floor-to-ceiling windows. Hey, golden tea. So Jake's has you covered all week long. A lot of fun. You want to see your sports, want to grab a meal, you can bring in your own food, grab a pizza, sit down, enjoy some of those drinks, especially on that Thursday night. Michigan Podcasting Network special. Tell them that Michigan Podcasting Network sent you. You're going to get half off all your drafts, except KBS. No KBS except for KBS you on that Dave, one. Of course. So... We hope to see you at Jake's this week, and cheers. Enjoy the show. And welcome back into another episode of Don't Forget the Popcorn, the Dave and Wes movie podcast. I'm your host, Dave McPeak, joined by good friend, Wes Ledesma. Uh, it feels like we were just in here not too long ago uh, with our, our baseball pod, and, and that's the truth. We weren't in here all that long ago, but uh, you had a chance to listen back to that one. What'd you think of the baseball pod, buddy? Man, I, uh, re-listening to that, I couldn't have been more happy with my roster, to be honest with you. I was pretty happy with my roster as well. Feeling real good about that going into the game against uh, Team McPeak, if that ever were to go down. <laughs> it was such a, a good way to get you excited for opening yeah. day to get you ready for the baseball season, which opening day for the Tigers today. Hey, how about our Tigers, hey, Dave? Oh, my gosh, five and three? That's incredible. It's, I mean, this is a team that was slated to lose over 100 games, but, hey, we're looking all right. Yeah, these I, guys ain't too These guys ain't bad. too bad, yeah. <laughs> uh, so it, it is – hopefully you had a chance to listen back to that one. We know a lot of people on spring break or, or being busy, and we know dropping two pods in one week, maybe that – Gets you a little bit behind, and well, we're gonna be back next week. Already giving you the tease here. Uh, we're gonna be doing Tin Cup to get you ready for the Masters, but then we're gonna take a week off uh, for a couple of reasons. One, we want our little colonels out there yeah. to get caught up on on the pods that there maybe are behind on, and two, 
We're getting you ready for the summer movie season. Our big summer movie preview extravaganza is going to be the week after that. So that's a lot of big things happening here. Don't forget the popcorn. So we're getting you ready for that. I can't believe summer movie time is like we're mere weeks away. I mean, that's when is uh, Endgame coming out? I mean, are well, we like under, is it like in the day count? We're under a month? Is yes, that yes. April? April 26th, I believe, oh or 25th, whatever that Friday what is. Month? In the, yeah, it is. It's crazy. Summer movie season, it used to be May. May used to be the kickoff. That first weekend of May was the kickoff of summer movie season. And the creep has been very slow. It actually started with, I think it started with Fast Five. Fast Five got released uh, like April, late April. And then people are like, ooh, looks like people are clamoring for these massive blockbusters a little early. And then the other Avengers, the infinity war mm-hmm. actually pushed back into April as well. So now these movies keep pushing back and now it's April is wow. becoming so a bigger the, and bigger the month. May start day. We're getting yeah. a few weeks into kind of taking a page out of the NCAA playbook with, you know, instead of the tournament starting Thursday, yeah, we're going to start you with the play in games get, Tuesday. Get it started. The, the yeah. play in movies. Uh, yeah. But, uh, Avengers is the championship yeah, that's game. A... <laughs> that's starting right away because that's going to be a big one. So we're going to get you all set with that. Other big news that I don't even know if I shared with you in our pre-pod conversation. Ooh, now thinking about it, breaking news for all of our Android users. We're on Google now, so we're on the Google Music, Google Play, Google Podcast. I don't know what it's called, yeah, uh, but now you can get us on the Google platform. So we are on there as well. So just awesome, getting out there to more ears and hopefully making it easier for you to find us if you aren't. Uh, an Apple person or don't have that iPhone and don't have the podcast app, now uh, you can get it on your Android, wherever you find your podcast Perfect. there. All those so Steve Jobs haters, you exactly. know, we, we got you now. We're, you're covered and can listen to us on that. <laughs> so we now, uh, if you want to follow us on Facebook, as always, the Michigan Podcasting Network, on Twitter, at DFTP Movie Pod. On Twitter is at DFTP Movie Pod. So you can be able to follow us on there. Uh, we love the interaction. Lots of good interaction with the baseball movies as well. Our good buddy uh, Matt Sapchinski, he texted us separately. I think he said that uh, Dave's roster looked a little wow, bit stronger yeah. than Wes's roster. No uh, no dap for Marla Hooch at uh, that second base there Which, at all. I'm with you. I, I think he underplayed the power of the yeah, Hooch. That- Absolutely. He's underplaying the power of Hooch and the Jet, <laughs> uh, which I think that they, they have a lot of good things that we're going to see them go through. On Twitter, remember to interact with us on there. Yeah. Uh, good buddy, good listener, Mike Peters, chimed in uh, with his list and what he really liked. So he had some great lists that were out there. Uh, he played by our rules, so Major League yeah, wasn't on his Kept top five. Uh, but his fifth was 61, which I really like, the Billy Crystal joint. Uh, the Roger Maris, Mickey Mantle, Home Run Chase, great movie. Four, Field of Dreams. Yep. Uh, three, and this is what I said, I thought this would be in there. I feel like this is the sandlot for that generation when they watched movies when they were growing up. Uh, Bad News Bears yep. was three, uh, original in parentheses, making sure Man, that it I'm wasn't the Billy Bob. i to get that in at some point. I've, I know I've seen it. It's just been too long. Yeah. And it's... I. It's one of those where if you go and watch a kid's movie when you're not a kid or not when you're Just, younger, it's yeah. not going to imprint yeah, on yeah, you the same way that point. it would. Like if I were to watch Angels in the Outfield now, I wouldn't like love it. for a first time For a watch. first time, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't point. love it the way it would. And this is one, this is atrocious that I haven't seen it. I, I 
can't fault it. Number two is eight men out. Yeah. I've heard from so many that it's a top. So I need I, to. Yeah, I, I need to watch the cast is incredible too. I think Fraser Crane's dad is the coach. Really, John Martin Crane. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then number one was your number one, Bull Durham. Uh, and right. he said it wasn't even close. He couldn't believe that I put Field of Dreams above Bull Durham. But no, it was right there. So it's all opinions. It's all Man, it's, where, where it's people are. It's hard to go wrong with a lot of those movies. I mean, you could really make an argument for any of them being at one. Yeah, you know, it's... Some, and we talked about classics. Yeah. We talked about that on our pod, uh, that episode where... It's going to, everybody's preference is yeah, going to be different what sticks with, with that. You. There's probably a lot of people that are a little, little bigly, get out of here. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. I'm shocked. I am shocked that Fever Pitch wasn't higher on his yeah. list. But the only thing that I think it wouldn't be is he's a massive Boston Red Sox fan. And he would see that there's no chance of ever giving up those tickets. Yeah, that, <laughs> that would be like he probably hates Goodwill That's Hunting because he's like, there's no way anybody's missing Game Six. Okay, and to be honest with you, I could relate because I'd be sitting there if I had like Lions season tickets. Kristen, pause, yeah, pause right yeah. here. She doesn't listen. Anyways. Oh, that's, that's, you're covered. You're there's covered. no way. Fifty yard line Lions tickets. Whew. I feel like I can mend those fences before I give up those. T- anyways, yeah. yeah. Better ask for permission or for <laughs> apology forgiveness. I don't yeah. know. Uh, you can see I'm not a huge subscriber to that one. I, I always have to ask for permission first. Uh, so that's that's what we talked about before. So tin cups next week. Breaking that down. We know we're going sports heavy, but this is. The sports yeah, heavy year. Kicking right off. But before it. we do that, obviously we're not doing uh, that tonight. We're going to get that to in a second. But I'm on spring break. I've watched a lot of movies. I've been getting caught up left and right. And I got, for the first time, one of your hidden gems in, Green oh. Street Hooligans. Oh. Got that in this week. The Charlie Hunnam uh, vehicle. I I liked it quite a bit. I thought it was a great yes. recommendation. I, I, gave it, uh, I gave it three buckets. And I think it could have been better. I think I would have went three and a half, but my Elijah Wood hatred is just too much. I can't overlook it. And I would be curious, please. I want to hear from fans. Like if you're an Elijah Wood fan, I want to know why. And I don't mean this. I'm sorry, Mr. Wood, if you're listening, uh, Mr. Baggins, I I have nothing against you personally. You seem like a wonderful man. You seem nice. I like that you're speaking directly to Elijah right now. Because Elijah, I'm sure, will come listen to this at some point. Like, if this episode is the one that goes viral. I feel like if we're on stage, like, the stage darkens, the spotlight's on you, doing your little uh, one-on-one to Elijah. Yeah, it's my soliloquy here. You you seem like a, a great guy. You seem like a nice man. I just... I, I don't get into your acting that much. And I don't know what it is. Like, I, I know it's not easy, and I, I know it's whatever it is. I just, for some reason, like, there's something about Elijah Wood that I just, I don't enjoy any of his movies or performances. And I don't know if it goes back to The Good Son with Macaulay Culkin. Am I tainted by that? In North, I don't know if I've ever been able to forgive him I could see be tainted by North, The Good Son. I actually thought The Good was Son is great. Really good, but too. I don't know if I can forgive what he did to Macaulay. You know, to be honest, he kind of plays the same character he did like in The Good Son yeah. as he does now. He's just like a... Just, so that was my issue. Like, I just don't see Elijah Wood being this, this B.A. Like, he turns into this, like, kind of... Like it's almost like oh, the uh, yeah. Tobey Maguire in Spider-Man Three is like, is he wearing eye shadow now that his he's track on? jacket is zipped yep, all the way up to his chin now, and all of a sudden he can uh, he could throw hands. Yeah, yeah that's, well, uh, and like you see the first fight, and he's <laughs> he's just throwing punches, just horribly, like he open turns hands. around and run away, actually. Yeah, <laughs> and gets clotheslined. Yeah. So like that was my issue. I just don't see him. But our buddy Carp made a good mm-hmm. comment of that 
that's why it was so good because he is an outsider that's in there. He would be like that. Yeah. And I, whatever. They're I can taking it's some not... dork from Harvard, I guess, yeah. and trying to mold him into this, you know, toughen him up a little bit. And hold on a second. How about that Harvard rowing scene? Oh, I told you, a row by guy. <laughs> it, it never it. fails. It never fails. I, I think because I was watching it, I put it in when the girls left for school. So I was watching it at 7.30 in the morning. So apologies for the early morning text about Harvard rowing. I'm like, I can't believe this. Here we are in Boston, and yet again, another rowing scene. Like, it, there has to be something about it. Like, it, no, hey, we know it's Boston now. No, There's right? a rower. Uh, just get a robot guy. Or is it just there's so many guys rowing? That anytime you try and get an establishing shot, there's just a guy rowing by. So another, another rower, but yeah, I'm glad. Man, I'm glad you liked glad it. you liked it. Well, Always it was a culture it. I didn't really know about. You hear about the hooliganism, yep. you hear about all these, but I didn't know about these firms like you talked mm-hmm. about, uh, and just how crazy it is. I mean, it's just looking for the fights and having this honor code of sorts right? that that exists and just the bad blood and you know what firms are good based on how well they fight or what yep. they do. And it's just very, very interesting to have that set up. And Charlie Hunnam was Man, that was, Excellent, I think that was it? my first introduction to Charlie Hunnam. Too. Yeah. Like I did from really Sons of Anarchy. If you don't know what else, yeah. he's, Sons of Anarchy is just in Triple Frontier, which <laughs> uh, we know that a lot of people <laughs> liked. But he was also uh, in the newer King Arthur movie. Yep. Actually, so I didn't think that was I, too was bad. I like good. That, I, I enjoy Guy Ritchie movies. I know mm-hmm. it's a little over the top for other people, but I like his style I of really filming. Like Guy Ritchie movies, so. Yeah. I liked Green Street Hooligans a lot. I, I gave it the three buckets. Yes, Could have been a hear. little bit higher, but it, like I said, that was the Elijah Wood deduction that you're going to get yep. with pretty much happen. all of those movies. Uh, other watches. I rewatched Starship Troopers. Got that Starship Troopers watch in. And then, you know what? I'm going to let you off the hook. I, I still enjoyed it. I still liked it. But here's the fact. The fact that I am telling people to have you watch it and I'm telling people to look at it because when I saw this movie in 1997, 8th grade, ninth grade, yeah. never saw anything like this. I mean, it's violent, it's gory, it's the special effects still kind of hold up. Yeah. Uh, but like for the time, it's just top of the line. It's there's nothing quite like it. So looking <laughs> at it through the lens of now, I still dig it. I still like it because it brings back all those memories. I think if you watched it, I don't think you'd like it. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to keep I'm pushing it I'm almost more compelled you. to watch it now that I know. You've, you've, ta- you've kind of tempered the expectations well, a bit. The, the bar was set too high. I just don't. I could see you rolling your eyes. And it's supposed to be campy. It's supposed to be over the top. It's supposed to be see, ridiculous. I'm all right if that's you know, kind of established going It's supposed in. to be. 100%. It's not supposed to be the serious thing, which gets established <laughs> in a lot of these scenes. But I, I still enjoyed it. But it's kind of one of those things where... You saw a movie when you were younger, you had it way up high. Yep. I was like, oh, it wasn't as amazing as I remembered it being. So I'm going to let you off the hook on the Troopers. Uh, you, you watch it whenever you can get a watch it. I'm not going to force <laughs> you, uh, that one on your, you. Uh... Yeah, I, I, won't, uh, I won't die on my anthill or my arachnid hill uh, as it would be in Starship Troopers. So I'm backing off the troops. Uh, I got a guy thing in. That was one of Saiyan's favorite romantic oh, comedies. Yeah. Jason Lee. One star, one bucket. Sorry, one no stars. bucket. I just does not hold up. I feel like that bucket was purely for. You it know, was the, a the Jason Lee bucket. Julia Styles combo. Did you like it Julia was. Styles in there? She was. She was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think they needed to play that up more. 
uh, a guy thing that's from I think 99, 98, 2000, and yeah. somewhere in that range. Jason Lee is great. I love Jason mm-hmm. Lee as an actor, and he he does a good job in this. the The used panty scene is really oh, funny, where they call to the Walmart, yep. and the the guy covers for him. So that part's good, but we won't get into it too much with the rom com stuff because we talked about it in a rom com pod. But there's no chemistry. There's no chemistry between him and Selma Blair. There's very oh, little God, chemistry. Like, the chemistry happens way too fast between him and Julia Stiles. It's not earned. You just have one time that you're in a tub hiding from a dog. The whole psycho cop boyfriend part, that didn't oh, even need to be in there. Actually, I don't like that dude as an actor no, either, me neither. that played that part. So, yeah, that was... Yeah, I agree so with that one. I was I was disappointed because that was one I watched again that I remember liking. So, just so you know, we don't just like every movie that's out there. And sometimes it's amazing when you have a movie where you haven't seen it in so long Mm -hmm. like it's weird how movies deteriorate and how movies aren't as good as you remember because if you would have told me i would have probably put a a guy thing at two and a half buckets off of just pure memory but 100 i didn't enjoy it at all and maybe it's because of where we're going here next uh of where the bar has moved and where the bar has shifted so what about you did you get any movies in this week i think it was you were pretty busy this week weren't you yeah that's the thing i didn't really uh didn't really jump into anything i started i tell you what i don't know i hate this point where i get where i try to get in you know start a movie and then i can't finish it so i got like you know 45 minutes or half an hour or whatever left and i started lookout oh and i am I'm right in the mix of it, and it just—it was one of those. I started too late, but so far so yes. good. I'm a JGL guy. Oh yeah. So that, Jeff Daniels. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff Daniels. Blind in that, if I remember. Yeah. I mean, it was. But yeah, so far so good. I mean, it's Excellent. gonna really have to hit a wall towards the end for it not to be Ooh, over two and a opposite. half. But uh, yeah, I really, I've really liked it so Excellent. far. And, Hopefully, I'll be able to report back if I'll be finishing up that, oh, you don't uh, have over to, the weekend. You do not have to explain but, uh, to me. I'm, I'm yeah. a classic just, I have to, with my kids, I, I have to watch you movies say in that segments. There's a little bit of like a memento feel to it, I guess, with... Uh, it's just his, his memory. His memory, Like, he has yeah. to write everything down because he's lost a lot of yeah, his short-term boy, memory. He has long-term memory, but he can't remember things... Like, in the short term. Yeah, so that's, that's why he has to constantly write things down. So far, so good, Dave. So, yeah, yeah I appreciate good. the recommendation. Yeah, it's good to hear. Well, did, actually, didn't you see the Motley Crue documentary? I thought oh, you yeah, that that's out. right. God dang. So I know a lot of people have been talking about that. Just dirt. Give me something quick. Huge fan. But I was a mo- like I was a fan of this band growing up. Did it kickstart your heart? It, uh... <laughs> oh! Yeah! <laughs> It did, and I. Uh, who's uh, God dang it! I'm gonna I'm gonna forget his name. Tommy Lee, uh, who played Tommy Lee, uh, just got in the feud with Eminem. Machine Machine Gun, Gun Kelly, Kelly is oh, Tommy Lee. What? I thought that was a great. He was perfect. Really, as Tommy Lee, absolutely. And so, yeah, I thought that if you're a fan of, uh, you know, Motley Crue, the man. If you're actually, if you're just a fan of '80s hair bands and that kind of hmm. that genre, I think you're going to appreciate the movie. Just the the start, and then just watch their journey kind of go up i thought it was a really cool movie well quick done. buckets i know you haven't had a chance to think about it oh boy I, I feel like i don't i'm trying not to give it three so i'm gonna two and a half? save two and a half yeah. buckets but i really recommend this movie i won't give it three just because it's really specific like if you don't like that type of stuff then you're you're gonna think it's probably terrible but if you're interested in it whatsoever it's really gonna yeah. pull you in and Real well, two and a half. Part. I think two and a half, just so people know when we're nice rating strong movies. strong recommendation. A two and a half is a recommendation. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to see it. It's good. It's worth watching. Two is where it could go either way yeah. for you. One is it's skip it. Skip you don't it. need to watch yeah. it. Zero. Nothing's got a zero yet. It would have to be something. 
I can't even think of a movie I'd give a zero to. Because, I mean, I even gave Requiem of a Dream a bucket. Yeah. Or was it a half bucket? I don't I think remember. You I think you gave it a half yeah, bucket. Was, yeah, that's... I a, still gave it something. Go back to the tape on yeah, that one. But it, it's... And then, obviously, a four is one that you need to go out and watch now. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, last one, and then we're going to get into what we're going to be talking about today. You you forgot about movies that you watched. Didn't you get a Russian five viewing in this week? Oh, yeah. Good Lord. Well, the, the fact... <laughs> I know. I already is, talked I guess about I it, got man. a few in. Yeah, the Russian five. You were right. And watch or reading the book, I kind of knew what I was getting into going in yeah. there, which... But boy, you're right. The way they did it with the, you know, the obviously the, the video feed that they couldn't show, the animation in there, and then just pulling you into those classic games of the wings. Yeah, that was a that was a great afternoon watch. For Hearing sure, it, full, and I agree with your four buckets. Yeah, it's it, it, if a wings fan, a hockey as fan, you're wearing your Red Wings sweatshirt, absolutely. Here, yeah. <laughs> just lost just lost the uh, winning streak tonight. Uh, actually, the so. nostalgia of hearing that ESPN. They had the glow puck on there. You saw a couple of scenes from that. That was I completely forgot about that atrocity. I think Fox wants everybody to forget about the glow puck, but it is it is nostalgia because that is the height of. When I became a Red Wings yeah. fan, I know you were a fan before that, but because you were growing up playing hockey. But for me, that's when I really started loving the Wings and paying attention to Man, them. It was just cool seeing Great all movie. those guys back. And then, like I told you over text, I was really hoping they would end it after oh, that first cup. So tough. Because you knew what transpired literally days after. And I was like, just let's let's end it here. I'll be happy to walk out of this theater. But no, I mean, of course they got to touch on the Constantine And then it off. sucks where, like, especially it sucks because the guys were doing it the right way. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, we knew we were going to be yep. celebrating. We got limos. Everybody we got get everybody limos. get drivers. Like, they're not these idiot athletes that And they were actually going home early. Yeah. I mean, you see Shanahan roll down his window and say, the night's just beginning. Where are you going? Yeah. Now we we must go home. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I mean, that yeah, was, that was, that it was, was tough. a tough part. But you have to because it but, shows how important that yep. second cup was and what it meant for all those guys. And it almost seemed like Vladdy being at the D.C. game was a surprise. Yes. Like, I didn't know that. Like, Either you think yep. that's planned, and then the guys are like, we can't lose this game. Yep. It's just, like Vladdy's then you're there? seeing Dougie Brown scoring goal, <laughs> two goals of I didn't all I realize Dougie Brown was so integral to that cup run, oh, actually. Absolutely. Good Lord. Good for you, Dougie. So, that yeah, was our Red Wings minute. <laughs> it is. It is. It's definitely one of those uh, where it's where, oh, it was such a great documentary. I'm so glad it's still being shown. I think yeah. so many people are going to see it that get a chance. I know it's at the NCG movie theaters. Which we have uh, here in Midland. Uh, I know that's where it's playing. So give a chance to to look in there. I think there's an NCG yeah. uh, in Lansing. I think yeah, there's anybody one in out in Grand Blank. Blank uh, go check yeah. it out. I know it's playing there. There you go. So all these different spots that you can maybe check them out. Uh, so here we go. We're gonna try something new. Try something new on this uh, podcast. We we obviously get in our top fives. We get in our bucket list. But now we're going to do something that we're going to call a popcorn profile. All right, so it's it's called a popcorn profile, and these are going to be actors. These are going to be directors. This could be a screenwriter. Yeah. Whatever we want, where we just want to talk about their work as a whole. We don't want to just have to do a top five and just rank whatever it is. And we thought we would start off with one of our favorite directors, yeah. Judd Apatow. And... Judd Apatow, I we're gonna obviously break down and why we couldn't do a top five Judd Apatow. What's the sense? He's only directed, and you know, directed five movies. That, so I couldn't believe that when you said we're doing an Apatow. I'm like, 
good lord how do you you know how do you sift through all of this yeah but directed specifically directed we're doing five. It, we're doing this specifically directed because that's it he's only directed five and that's where it seems like it's so much more mm-hmm. because his fingerprints oh, all, are all over uh, hollywood you talk about like a coaching tree like in uh, football and this guy like with kind of his, head if you would have said you know who directed sarah forgetting sarah marshall i thought for sure yeah. but what was he was he like producer producer writer i know jason Siegel I, wrote it but. i don't even think he was co-writer i think he just produced yeah. it because it's basically he gave gave birth to the careers yeah. of Seth Rogen and uh, Jonah Hill and you know uh, Jason, Jason Siegel. Siegel and I mean you would go well, down they, the list uh, of like Jay Baruchel and all these other guys that you see show up in all of these uh, John Apatow well, the, movies. The studio wouldn't let him cast uh, or put Jason Siegel in forty year, or uh, was it forty year old virgin I believe? No, knocked up. Was it knocked up? Yeah. Yep. And uh, so he, that's where he told him like you got to go. You know, you guys start writing your own, you putting more material out there so you can start. And then here we go, forgetting Sarah Marshall yeah. comes out of it. So yeah, that's uh, no, it was for it was forty year old virgin. It's Jason Siegel was in knocked no. up. He was the. Uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were saying that he was in it. Gotcha. No, yeah, yeah. Jason Siegel was in knocked up. Yep. Uh, he, he would. They wouldn't. The studio they, wouldn't oh, let him. Oh, he wouldn't let him be in forty year old virgin. virgin. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So that, yeah, I was. I was gonna Apologies. say. I thought I had my oh. notes on here. I, I ne- never question a tidbit. Me. Never question a tidbit. <laughs> so no, that's why we didn't do a top five because yeah. I mean it's gonna be just the same five movies and going back and forth. But we wanted to talk about him because he's so integral in a lot of the different things even the movies that he wrote now this is where you break down movies that he wrote well let's let's before we get into that the five that we're going to be talking about that he's directed like if you don't pay attention to directors let's talk about the five that he's directed he's directed uh the first movie that he directed was the 40 year old virgin so talk about a breakup coming out of the gate Uh, strong the next movie was knocked up and then he did funny people and then he did this is 40 and then the last movie that he directed was train wreck so that's his five those are movies that i would i would imagine most people our age and even people older and younger would have 40 year old virgin and knocked up yeah. somewhere on those lists and i, I mean even all this those is 40, you're going yeah. five for five i mean those are all really solid i mean you don't have any bombs there i guess i so agree with that five successful movies five directed movies i, I mean, agree heck yeah but you go further and look at movies that he wrote. I mean, he wrote Heavyweights. Uh, he wrote Celtic Pride, which I we can't talked about. I believe he wrote Heavyweights. That is great. Now he also got his start, uh, and a big thing right was uh, the Larry Sanders Show. So he was one of the lead runner, lead writers on the Larry Sanders Show, which is most people talk about being one of the most influential yeah. comedies in TV history. Uh, he wrote and was one of the main writers of Freaks and Geeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was a lot of people's favorite show, Undeclared, which was a great show that was on for a couple of years. That was all uh, what Jay Baruchel was in that oh, one. that's right. Yeah. So uh, he's writing all these. <laughs> Wasn't this a Ben David favorite, a fun with Dick and Jim? I was, <laughs> was going to just keep scrolling past that one. He wrote that. <laughs> but I love this one, Walk, Walk Hard, Hard, the Dewey Cox story. Uh, Saiyan's favorite, you don't mess with the Zohan. Yeah, you yep. don't mess with the Zohan. But he helped write Pineapple Express. He helped write... <laughs> Uh, he helped write Yo Teach. No, it's, uh, <laughs> I was wondering if you're gonna say Yo Teach. 
but I mean, you just go down the list. It's great. Uh, the things that he wrote that he didn't direct. And then there's the TV shows like Crashing, which was just finished up its run on HBO. Uh, the Netflix series Love. So hmm. he is just all over the place on that. And then I don't even want to... I don't even want to get into the producing because it is, it's just a ton. I mean, he, he's done 30 for 30s. He's produced pretty much any movie that you have liked that's a comedy. I mean, one of my favorites, The Five-Year Engagement. Uh, Ooh, that's a yeah. great movie. Ann Arbor. Wanderlust was a good one. Bridesmaids. Uh, Wanderlust. Get yeah, him to the underrated. Greek. I mean, there's a ton that he's done. I mean, some misses. Drillbit Taylor. Drillbit Taylor. <laughs> Remember that one? Yeah, Step Brothers. Produce that. You talked about forgetting Sarah Marshall. So, a, a super bad. That's it. I've given enough. I've given you an idea of why we want to well, talk got, about I'm this I'm showing guy. 80 producer credits. Yeah. You could be going on for an hour here. So, that's why we wanted to break down Judd Apatow. Uh, because I'm going to put on my hot take right now. Uh, since The 40-Year-Old Virgin in 2005... I think he's probably the most influential man in Hollywood from a comedy perspective. From a comedy perspective. You name me somebody better. And I know I'm putting you on the spot with this. But I I would say, in terms of comedy, he is the most influential person in Hollywood because of what he's produced, what he's wrote, and what he's directed. Comedy-wise... How come I can't think of any... I feel like just because I am on the spot, I can't think of anything comedy-wise that Judd Apatow hasn't touched. Like, I mean, you that's... could say, like, a Will Ferrell would be but that's, there. He's, I feel like he's in the the Apatow umbrella, though. I feel like he's part of... Like, he he got a, a little bit of a start before Apatow and kind of got away from that because he's not in all... I mean, he's not part of the little... Frit- I mean, I don't want to yeah, call it a fraternity. The frat pack. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I, and see, that's the thing. You would say Will Ferrell, but I, like I said, I kind of put him in the Apatow group. Like because he's been. I wish things. I could say Broken Lizard, but they, you know, <laughs> but they're not that big. Yeah, like I, you could, and I'm sure people would argue that they were funnier. Maybe I wouldn't do that, but I can see some people saying that. Oh, that's hilarious! I love the Broken Lizard guy. They're way funnier than Judd Apatow. That type of humor or whatever it would be. Like I could see... even the bridesmaids. I think have some Apatow imprints on it. Look at that kicking and screaming. He was an executive oh, okay. producer yeah. on that. Uh, I mean, Anchorman, he was a producer of that. So you're right. I mean, I, so I what, would say Will Ferrell, but... I don't even know if that's a hot take then. Does he... Who else does comedy, actually? <laughs> Good Lord. I mean, that doesn't have Apatow's imprints on it. My other one would be Todd Phillips, because he, and he's the guy that did The Hangover. Okay. So Todd Phillips is almost kind of has his own... Who, who separate... does Neighbors like that? Oh, I feel like I, for some reason, I, just because it has Rogan in it. I don't know who directed like Neighbors. Uh, it might be an as well. But like Todd Phillips would be the only other one. And Todd Phillips is the one that's going to be doing Joker. So he's okay. kind of uh, breaking out a little bit differently. But Todd Phillips did The Hangover, Due Date, uh, School for Scoundrels. These are the ones he directed. Starsky and Hutch, oh, Old okay. School, Road Trip. Uh, so that's, that's Todd Phillips. So... He's kind is of that in that lane. Closest competition. I mean, I mean, it's it's tough. Boy, hey, tell us, you know, tell us where we're missing. I'd love to hear. Missing. Yeah, I'd love to hear. Yeah. So that's why. I, wow, I, that's that's an interesting point. I thought that would have been a huge hot take, but I can't believe I can't. <laughs> nothing's jumping off the screen for me. But that's what we try and do here is to replicate yeah. these type of conversations that you're going to have at a bar. And what better bar to have these conversations at <laughs> than our good friends at Jake's Corner Lounge? 
Uh, obviously, Jake's Corner Lounge is the presenting sponsor, as we said, of MPN and Don't Forget the Popcorn. So make sure to get over to Jake's to have discussions like this with your friends yeah. because that's one of the things that we love about Jake's is that there's just great people that are in there. Mm-hmm. You're getting into great conversations left and right. I feel like every time you're in there, the laughter is just overwhelming. Like you just hear people laughing nonstop. Like it's just, it's just a great atmosphere that you get in there. And maybe it's because you get started on Sunday nights with your karaoke night, service industry night. You're getting those special on well drinks and other drink specials. Your Wednesday trivia night. Uh, I wasn't able to make it this past week, but I know there was a team that was like on a three-week winning streak. Wow. So I wanted to get in there and dethrone whatever team uh, was that. We'll, oh, let them, we'll let them build that winning streak up before their, we get there. Uh, their name was amazing. I think it was Bridge Over Troubled Light, or no, the Light Bridge Over Troubled Waters. Oh, okay. uh, going on the Simon and Garfunkel. So Wednesday's your trivia. It only cost you a dollar. Uh, per person on your team, you're getting dollar cans of Bush Light, dollar cans of PBR, dollar cans of Natterdays. And then here it was. I hope people took advantage of Thursday today. Oh, opening yeah. day. You could have got opening day in at Jake's. 50% off all your drafts. It's the MPN special. All you have to do is tell them that your friends at the Michigan Podcasting Network sent you. You're getting half off all your drafts except KBS. Except KBS. Except Dave. KBS. Can't, we can't do no, KBS. No, no, no. KBS, that's like $30 a yeah. four-pack. It's not even a six-pack. So, I mean, you got you covered. And... You know, who knows? Maybe you'll run into me and Wes over there. Yeah. And at the very least, you'll see Kevin Rice playing Golden <laughs> Tee. I mean, tea. you can, you can count on that. He'll be there, and he, he'll he probably have a hot take about Judd Apatow <laughs> after listening to this. So, uh, But that, these are the type of conversations we like having. We like replicating those conversations that you're going to get into uh, at your local pub. And we, obviously, are huge fans of Jake's Corner Lounge on this. So getting back to Judd. What makes his movie so good? Like, what are the things about a Judd Apatow movie that stands out to you? Because I have a couple of things that I'm going to talk about. But but to you, what are the things in your mind that just makes an Apatow movie stand out? It's, I feel like it's a lot of, like, a situational humor, if I, if I can go yeah. there. Like, you can really relate to almost each... Like each movie and each situation that the main character is put in, I love like the, the word. I love the word that you say right there, relatability. Like just to relate. Like I recently, you know, I rewatched uh, This Is Forty this week. You know, creeping up closer and closer. <laughs> you know that uh, old forty is yeah. knocking on the door. <laughs> not but, uh, three times. Just the you know, I'm not married yet, but good lord, the interaction between Paul Rudd and Leslie Mann. Like I was watching it with Kristen, and it. It was hilarious because you can you can see yourself having and oh, back yeah. and wouldn't surprise me if we had these conversations constantly. So I mean, just in that and one. wait till you have kids <laughs> when uh, the iPad scene where he's going to the bathroom. I mean, it's <laughs> that was great. There's uh, that's your chance for rolling. solitude. Is just uh, you get away from the <laughs> kids. D- a little don't bit. hit at her yet. I'm not sure if that's the word I want to submit. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's it. It's the relatability. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously that one. For, I mean, all forty-year-old virgin. You can really see yourself having that con- conversation and that whole, you know, the workplace humor with yeah. those guys. I mean, it just. If you I put family video, yeah. one more time, I'm gonna kill everybody I mean, in the store. Are you kidding me? It put put family video in there as opposed to you know a smart tech and you're me going up to Eric Brown if I have to hear Star Trek one more time <laughs> I am gonna lightsaber yes. this place to the crowd you know if, if remember the Titans is in for the one millionth time on yours you know, lightsaber this place to the ground <laughs> but it's yes. the it's the relatability and then you know I 
this is an e- the dialogue. And what's crazy about the dialogue to me is a lot of it is Im- like improv. Yes. So it's like they're not given, I feel like they're given a structure of how uh, yep. you know Judd wants the scene to go. And then he gives them a lot of freedom. And that freedom, man, it, it kicks out some gems. Well, and that's where, that was one of the big things I was going to hit on was that's his direction. And the fact that he allows his actors, he doesn't have the ego. I think a lot of screenwriters would have ego where they would say, no, you got to do it as it's written. These are the words that I've written down. You are going to recite the words. Please do not go off of script. Where I feel like Judd has ushered in this massive uh, time of improvisation on these movies. And that's one of the greatest things about Judd's movies is... The gag reel that you can watch afterwards because you look at the throwaway it's lines. great. And they're so awesome of where you just, hey, let's t- let's give out 80 lines and we're going to take whatever one's the best and you're going to have the chance to improv. To see the montage of clips that yeah. they didn't use. Just, all right, just say whatever. Ah, let's do it again. Just keep going. And, and we- how they are able to keep a straight face, like I would never know. Like I don't know how you could not just lose it. Uh, how they make these these things where when the forty year old version when Andy first tells him that you know she's a grandma yeah he's like oh, are you guys <laughs> laying on the, the plastic covered couch I was like maybe you should put on murder she wrote get, <laughs> get everybody in the mood so it's definitely yeah, you got a hot granny I mean. just those quick lines like that that come out from the fact that I think Judd's smart of casting his friends yeah. too. And well, the comfort factor yeah. that you're gonna feel in that uh, environment, and I was uh, I was just listening to a you know an arrival podcast uh, the other day, and uh, they had Bill Hader on, and he you know he did a lot of work with Judd yeah. Apatow, and he's currently doing uh, it the second chapter, yeah, and he's filming with that, and he was asking those strange you know a couple of those Stranger Things kids, you know what's the the director Andy Muschetti? I don't know if you, but sure, he's yeah. one of those directors that here's the script, here's the lines. We're going to do 15 takes until you read those lines the way I want you to yeah. read them. And he was like going from, you know, Judd where he gives you just a scene and, you know, a lot of freedom to do what you want and riff. That was just a hard transition for him to make. So like you were saying, the difference between actor or uh, directors. And I think that's going to have to be the comedy world. I think that would be the comedy yep. world. Okay, where that's you have a good that. point. But, but two completely at different the same time, types. Yep. Like comedians have big egos that you can see in some of these movies. Yeah. And, and they have... Uh, a lot of self-loathing. I think that's what makes them comedians in a lot of cases. And I think there's a lot of competition. So I could see other screenwriters and other people not wanting that. I mean, famously, Harold Ramis and Bill Murray uh, were at, at, which our buddy Pete Remington told us about that in the Groundhog's Day, where that was like the falling out Mm -hmm. because Bill Murray wasn't doing things the way that Harold Ramis wanted. So I could see that. But I think Judd is just such a good guy that he gives that leeway to his actors. And, I mean, it's gold what ends up happening He's with some of those right lines. brood around him, too, to deliver that stuff. I but mean, that, that's where you get into these great, where you talk about relatability, where you get into these just, where it feels like you are part of the guys. Like, mm-hmm. you feel like you are in on these conversations, and you are in on well, everything that's happening. The knocked up when they're, oh, you gotta forget the guy's name that's, uh, they're ripping on him for, you know, the yeah. beard. You know, yes. your, your chin looks like Robin Williams' knuckles. I mean, yes. that, I mean, yeah. you, honestly, you feel like you could be sitting right in there you're waiting to get your little shot in oh. at him. <laughs> yeah, well, all the, and that's where you, you guarantee they probably had a hundred lines and they're just clipping whatever yep. lines they thought were the best. <laughs> of, and I mean, these are stand-up comedians, so they're just throwing out those lines yeah. left and right. 
of of doing exactly that. But oh man, I forgot just the constant beard jokes. On it, him. it was it was great. It's like you guys are gonna constantly. Well, that's the game. We want to we want to make you have yes. to shave again. You know? No, it was it was absolutely just hilarious when you get that chance to do that. But you have to find the right guys to be able to do that. And before we get it, because you're already starting to get into that. Favorite scenes, favorite moments oh, from your Apatow yes. movies. What what do you have here? Because I mean, it's a laundry list. It's of it's going to be heavily scenes. weighted to forty year old virgin. Just, I mean, this forty year old virgin of all the Apatows always stuck out with me. I don't know it probably because it was the first Apatow, I guess that yeah. I've seen. But the scene that I've always it's my first uh, introduction to Kevin Hart actually. Yes. With uh, the guy that plays Jay in there. Yep. You know, uh, I'm going to need you to give me this for the price of uh, on the house. Now, see, that I can't do. (laughs) You're my brother. Be my brother. (laughs) That whole interaction they have in there, you know, obviously I can't repeat a lot of the line there. But, oh, I think that the speed dating scene in 40-Year-Old Virgin are a couple of ones that really... (laughs) And then he sees Amy again on Paul Rudd's. Old girlfriend. Yeah. It's like, I had to change my phone number. I had to go unlisted. I didn't know all that. <laughs> no, that is... So that's... that's a, yeah, for... I guess, I like I said, I'm going really heavily uh, 40-year-old virgin center, but those were the two scenes that I always thought really stuck out with me in those. But uh, what about you? What do you got? Uh, well, what, what, what really jumps out of the appetizer I'm going to start with... 40-year-old version, just because I, I got a fresh watch yeah. in last night, and that was his first movie. The scene that I think I laughed the hardest on, and even last night, I'm still laughing, and Vicky was able to watch this scene too, and we're both losing it. Even though we've seen the movie now five, six times, when he gets his chest waxed, and when he's yelling out the things he is, because he's such a sweet you're guy. You're laughing. You're laughing. And he is such a sweet guy. And they're they're just trying to it's like, oh, it's not gonna hurt too bad. It's not gonna like, and the Steve Carell laugh. The, the, the when he does the Kelly Clarkson line, and I mean I obviously can't repeat the words that he's saying. And what you I can't say all Kelly Clarkson? I can say that one, but not of the other ones when he's just spewing out the most foul well, how things. About her ever. look at him, she's like holding yes. up the hair like some sort of like she just scalped him. And yeah. it's like, ah Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then when they finally go to the ripping off the nipple uh, and, and trying to get to that. But what I love about it is a little bit of the behind the scenes. Once again, directors. Yeah. And knowing that, like just seeing interviews after and hearing things about it, one take. They only had one shot. They didn't want to use prosthetics. Mm-hmm. They don't want, because Steve Carell's like, no, I want this to be real. I want this to be real reactions. Like they planned out a couple of things because Paul Rudd's actually the one that threw him the bone yeah. of <laughs> Kelly Clarkson. So that line, that suggestion came from Paul Rudd. But oh, the, everything totally else, like that. they were really waxing. Well, you could kind of see it when you look Steve at like. Steve Carell's, oh, well, like you Rudd, look at their uh, faces <laughs> when Steve Carell is saying some of those things and it fits with it because yep. it's the scene. Like they're laughing. But those guys are losing, losing it. it. They're losing it because of what Corral is saying and how he's going to. And Steve Corral's obviously in horrible pain. You look like a man lantern <laughs> And then they say that line. Oh, it is. That scene is just so, so good when you look at, at the 40-year-old virgin. Knocked up. Uh, there's great scenes with that. Uh, some of my favorite scenes with Knocked Up when you, you go down that would be the pink eye. Yes. Uh, the pink eye <laughs> scene where they're, they're farting on each other's pillows. Uh, they're fighting that. And then also 
they're spending all of this time and you think they're in this alternate universe of basically these guys are starting this website where they oh, are Mr. Skin, isn't it called or something? Yeah, oh, yeah. no, that's not <laughs> Oh, that was the rival. That's one. the name yep, of yep. the website that was out forever. Yep. Is basically watching movies <laughs> for the nudity, telling you where those scenes were at. So these guys are doing that thinking they have this genius idea. And then somebody's like, So you're just Mr. Skin? Uh and like, what? So you've yeah, never heard of Mr. Altar? Skin is already the, so their whole idea is down. So like I love that part of it. Well, but the dice scene, I think oh, he's doing the dice too much. The that, that, that's all he's got. <laughs> when he's doing the dance, he's just doing that part. It's, that part is great uh, as well. But a little, I'm, I'm going to have to save it for my Ooh, funniest lines. I'm going to have to save it for tease. my funniest lines. Uh, but even, you can see where her rankings are probably going to be at. Yeah, with train wreck. Up in the So I'm going to go to train wreck for a couple yeah. of favorite scenes from that one. I love the scene where Amy Schumer is hooked up on the body scanner, like the where they're at the performance center, and she's doing all the different types of walks, <laughs> and then she starts doing like the Nazi goose stepping. And like, what are you, what are you doing, Hitler? Now you're doing the Hitler walk. Man, uh, it's been a while since I seen Trainwreck. I feel like I got to get another watch. And that guy the basketball scene where it's played normal. So Bill Hader is the doctor, mm-hmm. and he's this he's like Doctor James Andrews. He's like the best sports physician in the United States. And he's LeBron's doctor. So him and LeBron are really great friends. LeBron James, p- yep. playing himself. And to be honest, I thought did pretty good, Oh, Dave. that's LeBron coming up in best, good, huh? best performances for sure. So you have uh, the scene where they play basketball against each other. And they're playing it like normal. And LeBron is just killing <laughs> just him. dominates like, him. Bill Hader's trying to back in on the best <laughs> basketball player in the world. And, now the, and the, like, LeBron's not even taking it easy. He's just swatting <laughs> the shots. and But they're not even making mention. They're just talking like it's going mm-hmm. on. And uh, that is such a great scene. It, uh, Bill Hader, what a perfect guy to put kind of opposite of LeBron yes. for that kind of stuff. He was really good for that role. And then I'm going to give you one from every movie. Oh. This is 40. When they take the mushrooms in the motel and they are just tripping out. When they trip out. Do you remember that scene from there? Is they, that, uh, oh, when they, uh, yeah, absolutely. And they're, so they, that's like, the, uh, he's they crawling like around like a mouse. Or, or maybe it's the weed brownie. Yeah. I thought it was mushrooms. Because the I mushrooms could be wrong. was from the, uh, uh, knocked up when the, that chair is looking oh, very droll. That's right. That's right. I was thinking <laughs> These the shrooms are turned out. They go to see a circus yes. and everything. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 But no, you're on the that's you're right. on the right path. That's though. right. Well, I'm, it's, I'm getting my Paul Rudd and Leslie yep. Man vehicles mixed up. Uh, and then lastly, with funny people, uh, I I one of my favorite scenes from that. There wasn't like the big standout scene in that. But any scene where it was a clip of Adam Sandler in like these horrible movies, which is clearly the making fun baby. of him, the baby, the redo, and Aww. then you get Merman, and you get the scenes of just these horrible Adam Sandler movies where now that's all we see on Netflix. That's all the type of movies he does. And it's like, gosh, he knows he's just taking these yeah, checks. Absolutely. And it, they're making fun of it, but oh, it just, you wonder that. Any other scenes no, you want to drop in? Great call outs. I had one from no, this. Is, a lot. This is 40. The, uh, I literally, I was, I had my uh, cheeseburger ready moment when with Kristen <laughs> when I was watching. I couldn't believe how much I was losing it. But they're, she's uh, Leslie Mann and Paul Rudd are in the bed, and they're kind of they're looking at the uh, the store footage. And uh, it was it Megan Fox and her boyfriend yeah. start, and I go and add it a little bit, and you know they're well, you know they're trying to have a serious conversation. And Paul Rudd just uh, passes some gas in the bed, and she loses <laughs> yeah. it. But, but, 
You can't. You're not supposed to fart in the bed. What do you do? I don't know what it was about that scene, but I absolutely <laughs> lost it because you could see that she wanted. She was trying to like, like we gotta bring the passion back to the relationship, and he just completely kills that whole yep. thing. Just <laughs> but, gives the Dutch oven. But Paul Rudd, boy, what a was he in? Uh, oh, he's so what in has he got pretty uh, much all of them. I was gonna say which Except one is I he? I don't think he was in Knocked Up, right? No. But he was in Forty Year Old Virgin. He was in uh, this. this No, yeah, of course he's in Knocked Up. That was the sequel. sequel. Yeah. Yeah. So what am I thinking there? So the only one he wasn't in was Trainwreck and Funny People. He was referred to in Funny People. Yeah, I was gonna say. I thought they made a comment too. He wasn't in in Funny People. So yeah, Seth Rogen's basically been in all of them then too, uh, except Trainwreck. Trainwreck was a little bit different, and I think that was different because that was Amy Schumer's movie that she wrote. So I don't think it was the vehicle to get all of. Judd's yeah. buddies in it, but you know, it still frat, has frat the feel together. of Judd's movies. And even going off of the scenes, there's a lot of ranch. There's a lot of, a lot you know, of dick and yeah. fart jokes that are out there. Like when you look at that with the type of uh, comedian that you're going to be. There really but, is a lot of those. And I didn't realize I was that much of a fan of that, those type of comedies. But it is. But it's they, just they, the raunchy they, comedy. That's been around for... It, they, yeah, they hit it well. That's been around since the late 60s. Yeah. Even the seventies, Caddyshack, the National Lampoon, Animal House. I mean, it's just yeah, it's, oh, Mel Brooks actually yeah. has made oh, a career gosh. on yeah. that. It's just called raunchy comedies. I mean, that's yeah. people are. There's a reason people giggle all the time still when you fart. You, you brought up the fart line and you were laughing like I are couldn't goody. believe it. Yeah, that's good stuff. But that's <laughs> the you get that part of it. But I think what sets the Apatow movies apart, and I know I'm getting back to where we said what makes an Apatow movie so good is the heart that's involved. Good call there's back always, to the board. There's always good emotion. <laughs> there's always good heart that's there. Like the, the people that are in the movies are genuine. They're good. They're people that you like rooting mm-hmm. for. Like even though they have massive flaws, they you still love these characters and there's still a ton that they like. Like Andy. Uh, I mean, it's Steve Carell, so you love Steve Carell, but yeah. he's... Like he's such a good guy. He's watching Survivor with the elderly people yeah. above. He respects uh, women enough above. to leave them alone. You know, that's he, his thing. He's a nice enough guy that he got an Asia poster framed. <laughs> like, did you get laughed out of the framing <laughs> store when he asked to have an Asia poster framed? I don't even think Asia has their posters framed. So it's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely where you get the heart in the Apatow movies. And that's going to lead us into, I think, the best performances. What are your favorite performances in an Apatow movie that you've seen like I mean you can give your favorite one from each movie if you want I don't the one that sticks out for me and I can't believe this guy hasn't done more movies since this because I thought he was the best and I'm probably way biased this and I thought he was the best character in this movie was uh Romany Malco. Romany Malco. yep Jay in 40 year old virgin like he hasn't done much he was just he was on fire throughout that whole movie I mean he was great through it and then outside of, uh, you know, the first couple seasons of Weeds, I don't know if I've really seen him in much more. It's so funny that you mentioned that because when I was watching the movie last night, I looked him up because I'm like, I, this guy hasn't been in much. Right? I know he was like a he's, bellhop in some random movie I've never still, seen him in. He's still working quite a bit. Yeah. Like, and, But he's doing a lot of TV. Like he was on, this was on ABC, A Million Little Things. I didn't see it. He apparently was in Night School. I I haven't got around to seeing that one. Night School is that the the John Larroquette? No, that was uh, no, Night what? Court. That's Night Court. What the <laughs> heck? No, you knew that. Uh, that was the Kevin Hart, not the John Larroquette. No, Anytime you could sneak a John Larroquette in there, Anderson I think you got to take this. that opportunity. <laughs> but he was in Almost Christmas, uh, When the Bow Breaks, uh, The Duff. That movie. Yeah. Uh, well, the, I feel like you could have 
skipped over some of these. <laughs> he was the principal in that. He was in one episode of Key and Peele, Think Like a Man 2. Oh, I think he was in Think Like a Man. There, He was in that one. So, I mean, he's been in stuff, but just, you're right. Like, like I he, really thought that his performance he was so good in that, in he was awesome. And then, so, you know, that would be mine from 40-year-old virgin. And, uh, you know, knocked up. Gosh, Who do you pick? I, it's got to be Seth. Seth right? Rogen yeah. was just wonderful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm trying to think of somebody else who you'd want to even, like, throw. Paul Rudd, I guess. I got Matt Suey. No, you stole my one. Gosh, dang it! I was ruining it. That was it. That was what I said. That was my tease. That is. That was one of my favorite lines because I think both of us, being fantasy players uh, and playing the sports, he's got like a little cap on. I feel like he has a baseball jersey. He does. He's got the. I think it's the Orioles. I think it's the Orioles. He's got the Orioles cap on, and he was so ashamed. And like his wife was so mad because she felt like. You have to lie about that. She thought he was cheating on her. And he was, like, looking over the shoulder and just didn't know what to say. He's like, we got Matsui. We got, we got Matsui. Oh, oh, I, I love, love that. that I yeah, love that I line. So I'm with you. I think Paul Rudd, just some of the lines that he uses and Knocked Up, I, I think steals the show. And, uh, you know, funny people, eh, that was – I'm going to give it to Seth Rogen again, to be honest with you, which is, seems like a cop out, but it's, I'm – I'm always what, going to co. What Jonah Hill? Jonah yeah, Hill and Jason Schwartzman, or the Yo Teach teacher. Oh, you got ten days. Just some of the lines, yeah. <laughs> ten don't days. don't oh, put me in a corner and not expect me to yep. f my way out yep. of it. <laughs> He's, he'll do it. I've seen him do it before. Yeah. That's what he does. Yeah, that's a good. I gave point. you but three those... weeks. I gave you eleven days. Say <laughs> hey, we gave you three weeks. This is forty. I'm giving to Leslie Mann, and I you could make an argument for her and knocked up. You can make an argument for her and 40-year-old virgin. Yeah, absolutely. The shellfish sandwich. <laughs> Though, as she's dancing that Missy Elliott song. Come on, you're on the rope. <laughs> just running to the car. That car came out of nowhere. Yeah, Leslie Mann Leslie. is just awesome. Uh, I mean, and Maybe the kids, a, sh- a special shout-out to their kids. That, They're great. Uh, her, the, that, uh, the oldest one's love for Lost. Man, because at the time I felt like I, was, I had just finished Lost. Same. When I seen that, so I was like, "Yeah, I get it. I can't imagine if somebody took away Wi-Fi with eight episodes to go on that." <laughs> and just the way, like having to go somewhere after you watch the last episode of Lost, exactly. you just feel devastated. Uh, so the Apatow kids are in a lot of those movies, and why not? I mean, you have the great chemistry uh, with that. I mean, you already have that built in because mm-hmm. Maud and Iris. That's uh, Judd and Leslie's kids, because oh. Leslie Mann obviously is yep. as Judd's wife. She uh, she didn't want him, and uh, what, what was there? Knocked up. Like uh, Judd kept asking, she, "Nope, nope, nope." And then it took. He Judd said that he waited till she was busy doing something and couldn't really you know, like debate the topic anymore because he was like, you know, I got a I got a week. I either got to look to start casting somebody else, or we get to use our kids. And she's like, "Yeah, she caught me at a you know weak moment." I said yes. And it turned out to be great. Uh, it does because of how they play off with them, because of how they they talk and how they interact, because it's their actual kids. And even seen in Funny People, and seeing the way that when she watches, were they in Funny People? They were in Funny oh, People. No, yeah, I'm kidding. Okay. And the I way that, that. Uh, she reacts when she puts on Maud's performance of doing cats, and she's doing this cats, and you know Adam Sandler's over there texting on the phone, but Seth Rogen's like mouthing the lyrics, yeah. <laughs> and they both have tears in their eyes. Uh, I mean, that's probably the actual video of Maude doing it at their camp, yeah. and I, you can see Leslie Mann tearing up. You're not going to get that. You probably could because she's a great actress, yeah. but it just, 
I don't know, it adds a, a different level. Mm-hmm. So th- that is good performances. And it's hard to really single out. I think Adam Sandler is so underrated as an actor and I, and when he actually thing. does good stuff. Yep. Like, I just wish... This is a whole separate pod, and I know we'll do an Adam Sandler pod at some point. I hope so. But I just, growing up watching Adam Sandler, I just, I loved him. You know, Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, Big Daddy. You go down the list of just some of those great early movies. But he has the chops. He has acting chops. He's such a good actor when he wants to actually be a good actor. Uh, I mean, Punch Drunk Love was one of his serious roles where he was in talks for... Uh, in a Best Actor nomination, and I really like the movie Spanglish. I'm not going to lie. I like the movie Spanglish. I think it's good. Uh, I mean, you got Taylor in it as well, who's uh, oh, okay. a, a big fan I, Now of I know why. Okay, now the cat's uh, out of the bag. But it, I, I think Sandler did a great job in that of kind of playing a quasi-version of himself. Uh, I think the George Simmons character is a way bigger jerk than Sandler. Yeah. Right? Sandler seems like one of the most genuine, nice guys. He has to be. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, how would he be getting some of these movies and like this, having some of the people that this, are working with him? And don't get me wrong, I know people. Netflix deals. And, people still yeah. like them. I just think I'm so tainted because you always are expecting old Sandler to come back, or or maybe just give me something new rather than. And maybe it's because I'm I, growing up. Well, I know each Sandler that I watch, I. Do hope you get like just give me a the little, old stuff back. Like stop doing the weird voices. Stop being Jill to your Jack. Yeah. You know, give me yeah. Just give me some classic Sandler. And I, and I felt like funny people. He was yeah. He was there that. was parts yeah. of that. And going last thing I'll say on Sandler, his recent stand up that he did the. I think it's called Certified Fresh. Was that uh, Netflix? We were, yeah, we were talking about it in the chat oh, okay, a while yep. back. I think it dropped around December, January. It is so good because it's classic Sandler. Like I grew up listening to Sandler I CDs. I do remember. Didn't he play the, the have, Farley song, yes, the Farley that's tribute? Right. I and I was a yet, mess. Actually. I was in tears after the the Farley yeah, tribute because it's so, it's just so good. It is so good. So I would love to. I mean, obviously he's always going to yeah. get work. I mean, he, he just churns it out. Uh, but got a lifetime deal at Netflix. We're going to be getting yeah. uh, Pixels 3 coming out here in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> but, I mean, more power to him. I, yeah, I, I, I hate yeah. trashing one of my favorite actors of all time, of, of growing up and loving his stuff. But, you know, we'll, we'll get back to, I think, talking about uh, Adam Sandler at some other point. But, yeah, it's just, I don't know if there's been one that I have personally liked in a long time from, from Sandman. Uh, and hopefully, maybe uh, we'll, we'll get something down the road. Uh, but... Who knows? Uh, so th- that's going over some of the best performances. Uh, one that you didn't mention because I think you haven't seen in a while, Trainwreck. Trainwreck. I was going to give it to LeBron. <laughs> 100%. Really? When they spoil when he's talking about don't spoil Downton Abbey from me. Yeah. Uh, and talking about Downton Abbey and just how he's just all the different things that he says and how he just is so down to earth I'm with the doctor. I'm glad you're coming along with that with me because I thought uh, I don't really, I'm not a huge LeBron guy and Love basketball. Not a big LeBron guy. He was great. But I really didn't expect much. I thought he did a heck of a he job. He was genuinely he was funny. funny. Yeah. Genuinely funny. Uh, Bill Hader was great in that. Uh, all three. Uh, you know, that was a... Bill Hader's the guy. He makes me want to just... Uh, when he's in a movie, it's like, I want to... Maybe I should take a peek. Yeah. You know, just like that... Uh, Getting completely off Barry? the rails here. Barry yeah. on HBO. I haven't watched well, it yet, but it's highly acclaimed too. So that yeah, helps. and it's, it makes me want to. You know, it's got the fonts. Makes me want to give it a watch. So 
those are all the the best performances. Amy Schumer knocks it out of the park on that too. I, I yeah. People I know don't like Amy Schumer. I do. So do I. Yep. I was gonna I think say she's I'm an really Amy funny. Schumer fan. I, I just I think it's I, I don't know. I don't get why. I don't get the hate towards Is it, it because what maybe she's too. I don't know why she's too, too raunchy brash because she's because like, she's a woman. A yeah, I don't I don't I, get I, it. No, I don't I, understand. Because people like Melissa McCarthy, and I, and maybe because she doesn't do as much stand up, and she's not out there yeah, with that's that. Good point. And she started on the Gilmore Girls, so that people like her from that. Boy, I. <laughs> so maybe if Amy yeah, Schumer could have started to go on... off on of McCarthy, but that really threw me off when I seen her because Kristen watches the Gilmore yeah. Girls. Like wait, McCarthy, well, she is way different on this. <laughs> I was gonna say, way <laughs> different. Like that's what yeah. makes it. The first time she was in Bridesmaids, really yep. getting away from that, that threw you for a loop. So I really liked Amy Schumer uh, in in that uh, in Trainwreck. So those are some of the the best performances. I think we've talked about a lot of the funny lines throughout. Are there any that we didn't touch on that you liked a lot? Ah, uh, no. Let's see. Give me the price for on the house. I said that. Oh, the set when <laughs> it knocked up when uh, Catherine Heigl, you know, and Seth Rogen. Is this they the first, dinner scene? Well, they first wake up like, and she's kind of looking. Looking down at you know what she did last night, oh. and it's you know the Seth Rogen butt oh, yeah. that just she kind of pokes at him with the, the foot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What what are you doing? What time is it? Seven thirty. What are we doing up? Let's go back to bed. <laughs> yeah. You don't work. Oh, no work today. Yeah, <laughs> that little <laughs> Seth Rogen no work today line. I just think is absolutely hilarious. What a great way to deliver to the person that you just slept with. That oh yeah, I don't have a job, so you'll be picking up the breakfast tab. Too. Oh, that made me completely forget about, and you just saying that line, I remember now Harold Ramis being uh, Seth Rogen's oh, dad. Right. I forgot so good. about that. So good in that, and that's one of his last performances, and, and knowing, like I've read Judd's book, and Judd is a huge Harold Ramis fan, and just knowing how cool it is that he got him to be in the yep. movie and, and do some of those lines, I know I it's a huge thing for him. That. Yeah. There was, uh, gosh, what was it? There was another... Uh, it's a Paul Rudd line again in Knocked Up. Please, I'm going right back to the well. Delorean. You'll you'll dig this. I was gonna I was gonna skip over the Delorean, but of course the Delorean. The marriage is <laughs> is like a tense, unfunny version of Everybody Loves Raymond. Only it doesn't last 22 minutes. It lasts forever. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I love that? I wouldn't love that line. You're a Paul Rudd I could guy. Disagree. I couldn't yeah, disagree yeah. more. Fast forward, big. <laughs> Which, holy crap, there's a lot of Raymond. Because, I was going to say, 40 year old virgin again? Well, in that, <laughs> that scene is great. She's not my mother. <laughs> yeah. The, but then, I don't know if you got to that part in Funny People, because I know you didn't quite get all the way through your rewatch. Uh, the Ray Romano scene where Marshall Mathers, Eminem, is yelling at him. And oh, like he's I talking to Seth. About that. Seth Rogen's like, what, 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 you just just say you're sorry, man. Uh, he's like, what are you looking at, Ray? Uh, just like just dressing him down in this restaurant, and he's like, what what the heck, man? I thought everybody loved you. I thought everybody uh, loved you. Yeah. What the heck? It's awesome. Man, sorry, ca- sorry, Marshall. The cameos and funny people. It is insane. Like it is that was ridiculous. I completely forgot about the Marshall Mathers, George Wallace. Sarah, That's who it was. Uh, I was going to say yeah, I wrote down somebody else. A couple other good. I comedians. can't believe it was George Wallace that I was overlooking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Paul Reiser, my Paul boy. Paul Reiser, yeah. <laughs> Gotta love. It. We're mad about that cameo, weren't you? <laughs> oh man. So the, we talked about a lot of the funniest lines. So I I wanted to bring this up complaints so do you have any complaints about apatow movies i know there's some that are out there and i want to address some but do you have any to start with or any and that's i kind of mentioned yeah i had a hard time nitpicking them because it's like i don't want to say it's 
like I can't lean on that and not believe or what happened because yeah. it's you know they're comedies. Sure, are, you know it is. Comedies what are it supposed is. to be a little absurd. I uh, I complained about the length of Funny People. It was like two and a half hour movie. I mean, it was like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> so you know, I'm on you know the first half of it. We'll get to the book two maybe over the weekend. And there, no, hold on. Now I'm jumping you know, in that, right now. Yeah, that, you don't like the that's, length. Complaint. That's the biggest <laughs> complaint people have. Forty uh, year old virgin was I think two hours. Uh, knocked up. I think just clocks in just a touch over two hours. Train wreck. Right at that really? same spot. This is forty. Is at that two hour mark, and I don't get it. Who cares? Why does it matter if things are long? You know, granted, I I know you're with funny people. You had something to do and you had somewhere to be. Yeah. So like two and a half hours for a comedy. Yeah, I mean, could you have trimmed some? But like, who cares with some of the no, lines? And, and like, generally, I, I would agree with you on that too. So I don't. Uh, funny yeah. people would be the only one. Uh, and when we get into our rankings, that I would say that was the only one where even I was like, this is a touch long. But 40-Year-Old Virgin, I could have spent another hour with those characters. Give me some more situations. Knocked yep. up. Give me more. Yep. I mean, I almost felt like at the end, I'm like, ah, oh, I would have liked to have seen the first month of them raising the kid. Uh, 100%. That would have been great. This is playing 40? fetch with his own kid again. This is 40? <laughs> Give me more of Rod and Man. Uh, like, I know that you... I wish that was a Netflix series. I'd I get 10 episodes. I agree. I'd make it uh, you because you could <laughs> there's so much that you could go off yeah. it's just any of those scenarios could be a full I mean essentially episode. what we're asking for is a camera in the uh, Apatow household yeah, so exactly just yeah just a job in. <laughs> keeping oh, up man. with the Apatows yeah, I, I was trying to think of something witty nothing was coming to mind really quick so uh, afternoons with the Apatows oh there we go something like that there, there you could have something like that uh, but even train wreck I was good with that you make that I don't care. Like, I don't get the complaints about length because people make this complaint well, if about it's good, sports. If it's quality. Because yeah. I didn't, I guess I didn't realize 40 year old virgin was two hours because you're right. That could have kept going. We could, I, you could have dove into Andy's uh, relationship with the, yeah, the grandma get, for another couple of exactly. hours. Exactly. <laughs> uh, which Catherine Keener is incredible yep. in that. Uh, I just, I don't, I don't understand that complaint, especially when people now binge entire 10 episode series in a day. Like, people binge watch the entire series of Friends in, like, two weeks. That's, and it's like, I, who cares if a movie is it's two hours or two and a half hours It's got to be an attention span thing. Because I, I just thought about that when I was watching Funny People today. Like, I was fully engaged and I was digging it. But it got to a point where I'm like, all right, you know, doing other yeah. things. And I'm looking, I'm like, well, that's about an hour. You know, it's about a Game of Thrones episode in where I needed to, to like, to switch up things. Where you can binge because yeah. you're starting something completely new. Ah, that's so I'm a good going point. into a whole fresh. That's a good point. You know, I'm restarting. But, but I feel like know, if you're watching it all at once, it's like one long yeah, movie. Like but that no, being that said, is a good if point. Avengers was three hours, I'd be upset that they're not three and a half hours, to be honest. And with it you. is. They're, they're so, going to put an intermission, I've heard, in this new Avengers movie. Give me four. Give me four. I'm ready for it. It's. I, I have zero issue with, with length, a part of it. Even sports. Like, people will be like, oh. Football is taking too long. The NCAA takes. Well, who cares? Yeah. Like, what is, if you're at the event, and then granted, I guess if the event started at nine, you don't want to be there still at one. But make accommodations. Like I would like those events. That's what I love about baseball. Like if you go to a baseball game, I'm 
I'm going to dig it if it's five hours. I don't care. What do I got to yeah. be? It's, and like you said, like they even say it when stuff goes into overtime. You know, hockey, free baseball, free hockey. I mean, that's exactly. I paid, free for, I paid for nine innings. I'm getting two more. Yeah, free appetite. <laughs> uh, so the length part, I just, it doesn't bother me. I know he's addressed it before too and just says he has trouble cutting out some of these scenes because what do you cut out? It's Yeah, and I, I think more the length. Because I like, it's the initial viewing. The initial viewing, I probably had zero issue with Very funny true. people or any one of them. But the fact that I I knew I've seen Good funny point. people before and I was just trying to kind of brush up. I was like, hey, I got to brush up for two and a half hours? Eh, I don't know if, you know, you're, while you're trying to do anything. That's a really good point. So I think that probably had something to do with it. Because, yeah, usually I don't, you know, eh, two and a half. Yeah. If it's good enough, I'm fine. I feel like that's the the main complaint but, uh, uh, of an Avatar movie. But the, the humor... Uh, I would say, and I think he would be the first to admit this, even when you go back to 40-Year-Old Virgin, like it's crazy how you look through things through the lens of things now, how things can kind of shift and maybe not be as funny. Because when I watched 40-Year-Old Virgin, uh, it was the scene when him Jay is talking to him at the bar, and after we've went through the whole Harvey Weinstein and the Me Too and the Bill Cosby oh, and all of yeah. this, where they're talking about, oh, you got to find the drunkest yeah. girl. You got to find the, you know, like that you know, stuff. The, a broken heel, that's a plus. Yeah. You know? <laughs> a little vomit in the hair. Yeah. Like that's where uh, that stuff doesn't hold up as well. And now to the movie's credit and to Judd's credit and to probably Steve Carell, because yep. he's the one that wrote it, credit. Uh, is Steve Carell's character is like, no, I don't want to do that. And he he says and puts that down. So it's definitely, those are things that don't, I I think Judd would be the very first person to say that. And I think he'd be the first person that wouldn't put that in a movie now. Uh, And I'm not, saying like I'm being PC and nor do I say like, oh, this movie should never be shown again. It's reprehensible. (laughs) (laughs) Times change. Like Blazing Saddles would never be made today. But it's still hilarious. I still find it absolutely Mm -hmm. hilarious. You have to look at movies through a lens that when they're made. Yeah. And and that's the 40-year-old virgin. And I just think that would be the type of scene. And you made mention of one beforehand that like it's just hard now because it wasn't Yeah. Yeah. No, and then I mean, shoot, and then I meant you know the funny people, uh, the stand-up. There was a you know yeah. Robin Williams line in there, so just oh, it was tough. And that's not even a nitpick. Well, no, you're not. Yeah, you yeah, can't how can read you the future. That kind of it's thing. just when you look back, it's something that's tough to to yeah. look at. But I guess that's the risk you take when you poke fun at mm-hmm. other people. But oh, that's any stand-up comedian. I'll yeah, tell you what, you Robin Williams probably laughed well, and his this butt is 40. off at that He line. makes the comment, uh, you know, he, you know, without it, I, you know. I, I probably am as good as David Schwimmer. You know, I have sex like Ross. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that comment was hilarious. Yes. Uh, and I just think that's part of the stand-up is busting chops yep. and going after each other. And I I don't really have the complaints. I, I wanted mm-hmm. to address the, the length aspect, but I have found every Apatow movie, the ones that he's directed to be really, really and funny. And I was they really all have trying to heart. just think of some... I love, this is one other thing that we forgot about. He does a, a great job of talking or picking out songs in the soundtrack. Oh, I yeah. really dig his soundtracks. And then when they, and funny people, when they had James Taylor playing at the, uh, at the MySpace gathering. Oh, that's right. Like they I... say, yeah, I ever get tired of uh, doing uh, Fire and Rain? It's like, you ever get tired of making dick and fart yeah. jokes? <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh. I forgot they had James Taylor there. Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> that actually that whole scene was pretty good. But picking there. picking songs, he does a mm-hmm. great job. But he's a big 
music guy because we didn't even talk. He's directed more than just movies. He's directed a lot of TV episodes. Uh, he did the Avett Brothers uh, documentary, which I really like them a lot. They're kind of a, a folk sound to them, okay. uh, almost a Mumford-ish uh, vibe oh. to them. Uh, he also directed the Gary Shandling documentary that was on HBO that was I hear, just... I hear a lot of good oh, things about man, that. Oh, man, so, so good. And once again, he picks things that I think are close to his heart. And obviously... You can see that passion come out in a lot of these oh, things. Oh, yeah, so, I big mean, it's, time. It's pretty evident, yeah. So we're not doing our normal top five because it's only five. Uh, and we're just going to go through it pretty quick here because we've already been breaking them down. We're gonna rank them. We're gonna rank them, and I I have a feeling we might be the exact same. So I yeah. Just give me oh, your just, uh, go, start from five and go to one real quick with your rankings. It, it, it's a I feel like I hate putting Trainwreck at five. It's just because it's the one I haven't seen. You know that I've probably only seen it once, and that it's a shame because I really liked it. But well, yeah. I mean, we like all these. Movies, yeah. So, but Trainwreck five, um, funny people. Gosh, I, this is going to be crazy to me. I'm going to go knocked up three. This is forty and forty year old virgin. So the uh, the sequel coming ahead of knocked up, but I just that rewatch of this is forty, and maybe because I'm a little closer <laughs> to to you know the Paul Rudd, and you can really I, relate to the relationship stuff that's in there. But I thought that was so. Really, we good. are pretty locked up. I went funny people five. Yeah, train wreck four. Uh, just because Trainwreck was a little bit lighter. Yeah. I mean, funny people dealt True. with some heavy stuff uh, for the heavy. most part, which, yeah. I mean, is fine. Uh, that's, no, it that's made it fine, a real, but... to be honest with you, a well-rounded movie. Yeah. But even even that, like, I I would like some of that more. I just thought, I thought Trainwreck was the yeah. better movie than Funny People. All of these I would recommend to go see. Yeah, but I was funny People the, 5, yeah. Trainwreck 4. Knocked up three. This is forty at two, well, we, which we, is we really close. Uh, I, I almost had this is forty as my one, but I had to go with forty year old virgin because it it catapulted Steve Carell oh, and it catapulted Judd Apatow too. I think. I mean, Not that Judd Apatow wasn't getting work, but as a director, and now any movie he does, I'll be there opening yep. weekend to go see that. Uh, yeah, you're right. Seth Rogen. I mean, all the people that really just went into superstardom based off of this movie was just huge. But this is 40. You are right. I think the fact that we're kind of getting there with our age, and especially for me adding the kid aspect oh, into heck it. Oh, yeah. so Two girls they yeah. have. I mean... Yeah, I can see you really relating to that yeah. movie. It's just it, it just takes it up a, a whole another notch when yeah. you you go to that level. You know, I was looking uh, looking over some, for some you know some random tidbits for nice. some of these movies. Nice. One uh, the 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 main one that I came up or came across was in Knocked Up, a, a couple casting what ifs. To be honest oh, with you, I love the casting what ifs. The uh, Anne Hathaway was originally cast to play the. Uh, what, Catherine, the Catherine Heigl. Heigl role that would have been so much better. Yeah, that's she actually dropped out for a weird Dang. reason, and I had to read this a couple times. So see if you understand this. But she dropped out because she didn't want Judd Apatow to allow him to use real footage of a woman giving birth to create the illusion that she was getting birth. Mm. Like she didn't want to be a part of that. Like that was her sticking. And I don't really, I didn't really get that aspect. Like why. Like she didn't want to be depicted like ex- that. I don't or... know if it was that, or maybe she would have thought it was exploitative. Yeah, or... I, so I thought That's that, weird. but she ended up, you know, this was an Apatow interview. She ended up dropping out because of it. Man. He, Allison Lohman was also up for the role of Matchstick Man. She was the uh, Nicholas Cage's daughter oh, in that okay. movie. Yeah. That was the first movie that really jumped out at me on there. I know she's done a lot more after that. 
I can't place her for some reason. And uh, yeah, once as soon as you pull up her picture, you'll uh, you'll recognize her. And then Mila Kunis auditioned for this role, and Apatow passed. I don't know if Kunis would have been right for that at the time. Yep. And then she uh, obviously got the forgetting Sarah Marshall role, and that was off of uh, Apatow's yeah. suggestion. But yeah, those were, you know, so Catherine Heigl, probably the third choice. <laughs> Which and is kind of surprising. I thought she did well, but she was I agree. very good in the movie. But I feel like I'm tainted because of the stories because that of the, come out afterwards. Yep, because hearing of the that interview she's difficult, and complaining. Yep, and uh, just how she trashed on the guys that she was working with. And yep, that game that really gave. And I like, think it hurt her career too. To be honest, hundred percent. Like I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire. I feel like, and mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like she can ever hold down a job at a series. She hasn't really been in yep. any movies that much afterwards. And she came out with This Means War with uh, your boy Gerard Butler there, and that was... Uh... Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot. 27 Dresses, oh, yeah. and she tried to do the... Uh, the James Patterson writes this series of... Or not James she did Patterson. Like Josh Janet Ivanovich does. Or... One for the Money oh, was yeah. one that she was supposed to be in, but I don't recognize this Allison Lohman, so... No? No, that's you seen Matchstick Men? Yeah, I have. Okay. It's been a long time, but yeah, you're right. That's the one that would jump out. Yeah, that was the only one that I recognized her from. But yeah, oh, Anne Hathaway would have killed it. Absolutely, I think she Anne would have been great in that. She would have been great in that role. But I, I liked Heigl in it. She was very, very mm-hmm. good. I thought they fed off of each other uh, really well uh, with those different movies, and you know, it's it's just exciting to see. What the what ifs? That's why I love the casting. What ifs? And this, uh, let me th- let me yes. throw this one out. You might uh, write this time now. You might have to edit this one out of here. But uh, Haziz in Forty Year Old Virgin, you know the uh, yeah, yeah Will and Grace, Randy, get back to work. He oh no 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 in Forty Year Old Virgin yeah Forty Year Old Virgin you know Will and Grace get back to work not the the bald one the no. taller yes. Uh, he Called is every, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. currently serving life in prison know. for attempted murder. I could have seen that. I was like, oh, that. my God, Aziz. Boy, I guess Paula really came down hard on him. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was the Michael McDonald <laughs> yeah, that yeah, put him over the edge. It pushed him too much. Yeah, I was shocked when I, I saw that because it just definitely throws, yeah. throws <laughs> you, you don't off, expect right? to, You don't expect to read that. But, uh, yeah, a couple, of, a couple of tidbits. But, yeah, that casting what if, Anne Hathaway, that would have been interesting the so wrapping up here we hope that if we haven't seen some of these apatow movies check them out because Mm -hmm. i I, we recommend all of them would you say two and a half and above buckets i would i would say the only one that would be a two and a half would be funny people and then i would say train wreck is three i would say oh yeah this is 40 knocked up three and a half and i would say 40 year old virgin is all four four. i agree with that yep and and that's so i that's where i recommend all of them i i and i like funny people i don't want people to feel like i'm trashing on it but it's just when you compare it to i mean you're bound to have somebody has to lose at the miss america pageant you're bound to have a c-nice single you can't hit a home run every time up and and that's that one so what I love about Judd is the projects are kind of spaced out. The big movies, the Hollywood movies. I know he just put a ton of time into the Zen Diaries of Gary Shanley, which came out in 2018. He's doing TV stuff. But the movies are pretty spaced out when you look at yeah. the years. I mean, Trainwreck was 2015. It doesn't feel like it was that long ago. This is 40 was 2012. Funny People, 2009. Knocked Up, 2007. 40-Year-Old Version, 2005. So, I mean, there's some space now between this his movies. This was 2012? Yeah. What was she doing watching Lost at that point in time? 
Lost is old, man. It was on Netflix when she was. Oh watching yeah, it. okay, that's why. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I was watching Lost like in 2004 when it was his first run. Just getting ready to re go yeah. down that, uh, jump Ooh. back into the island, go back down the hatch. Yep. Uh, so <laughs> nice. upcoming projects. This is one that I, looks like it could be really cool. It's Judd's working with Pete Davidson from SNL, oh, yeah? so that okay. could be really really cool. Pete it's Davidson untitled in uh, uh, the Dirt, the Motley Crue. Uh, is he in that? Oh, yep. nice. So look at that full circle. So that, you know, closing thoughts here on just things in general, Pod, uh, Judd. Boy, it's, it was cool to talk about all these Apatow movies. Obviously I'm really, you know, 40 year old virgin knocked up and this is 40 centered, but I mean, I've still seen funny people a couple times. I just, yeah. I, I really wish I would have dove into train wreck maybe one or yeah. more times. Cause I don't think I'm giving it a due diligence cause it was good. Sure. It was really good. But, uh, yeah, I, that comment you made about him being like, uh, you know, who was competing with him in comedy. That's, I never really thought about it like that before. And, uh, yeah, that's, he's I'm, the kingmaker. Yeah. Man. I really got to start thinking about who's going, you know, competing with him Cause apparently it's Apatow and everybody else. I think it is. I'd like to hear the suggestions and mm-hmm. I want to hear the suggestions. I, this is our first time trying a popcorn profile. Yeah. I, I I think it went well. I hope everybody else did, and, and hopefully you like Judd Apatow movies. Yeah. And, and something that you can follow along with. Yeah, I'm going to throw it out, and this is the bonus for our loyal listeners that listen to the end. Give us some suggestions of what you like, like an actor, a director. You know, we're not saying we're going to do it next week, but who would you like to see us do a popcorn profile on? And uh, we're scheduled out for about the next month and a half, but if there's uh, an actor, if there's a director, if there's an actress... I mean, heck, even if there's a screenwriter that you'd want us just to do a deep dive on their career, we're all yeah, ears. Love to hear. We're it. all ears. We're, we're listening to our little kernels, and we, we, we hear the popping. Yeah, we yeah. hear you popping out there. Give the people what they want, Dave. <laughs> uh, get those people popping. So uh, we're we're excited to do that. We're next week breaking down Tin Cup, and we're welcoming back a good old buddy. Mr. Pete Remington's back in the studios Ooh. helping us do a bucket list wow. for Tin Cup. Am I so, being replaced or? No, no. I mean, it's he's I just still, joining. Okay, in here. excellent. We got to bring in the special guest. I say, I so must often. have missed that memo. <laughs> who, who else to bring in? Who, who better to bring in than you know, the varsity <laughs> golf coach himself uh, to that's break a good down get. Tin Cup? That's a good get. So that's what we'll be doing next week. Uh, follow us along on uh, on Facebook, Michigan Podcasting Network. On Twitter at DFTP Movie Pod, we're now on Google, uh, on Google Music, Google Podcast. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all of those good platforms to watch us on. So looking down, the bucket's empty. Uh, it was fun breaking down the Apatow movies, but we are gonna get out of here. So for Dave McPeak and Wesley Desma, we will see you next week in the clubhouse.